Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back. To kind of funny games daily for Friday, December 9, 2022. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle Andy Cortez. Great morning to one and to all a good night. To all a good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Christmas intro always like catches me off guard. You I always kind of feel forget like the what... wrong ones playing, but it's like, no, this is games daily in December. You know, one of the final games dailies of this year. Because I hear one week left. I hear that music team and I go, it's September. Why are we playing this? Yeah. A little early to get started. Yeah. But no, the year just keeps on coming. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are on this beautiful Friday. But a lot to talk about, Andy. This is a big day. The Game Awards happened last night. What a blast. Dude. What a blast. Holy of course, shit. you can go watch our live reactions on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. They're available right now. It was me. It was Andy. It was Mike. It was Barrett hanging out live reacting to the entire thing. And we had an absolute Did blast. we get a little drunk last night, Tim? Just a little bit. Yeah, just, just a little a tiny bit. bit. You know, but it was fun. It was fun. Everybody had fun. Did you have fun, Andy? I had uh, I had a blast, dude. It's my favorite thing to do. It's kind of funny. A big event with dope reveals. And some chili sit to laugh at. It's just fantastic. So chili much fun. Sit? And, uh, chili sit or silly chili, sit? Chili sit. Chili, chili sit. sit, everybody. Yeah. No, and also having the, the spare bedroom to be and actually being with you guys. Yeah. Uh, like with everyone else was watching over in the, the other room. It's like, this is just fun. Really yeah, cool. This is yeah, why that, that, this. Like, I know we did like live reactions for other things so far in the, in the spare bedroom, but this was like the first like big one and you could really feel the energy. I always love doing those, but, and they were, they were fun enough to do work from home. Right. But being being here together with everybody that was that was fucking awesome it's kind of the um the bigger deal too that it's us being in the same room for the first time and also the game awards being in the uh, the same room for the first time in years like, like we, we planned it yeah exactly it all i mean yeah who would have thought who mm-hmm. thought it would a lot all... of email exchanges between us and jeff Keeley. <laughs> you gotta love it but of course this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday we get together to talk about the video game news that you need to know where you could watch it live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you want to get it as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we will be right there for you you wanted to get the show ad free though you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers delaney twining one up pest control brian cheney alex gradle jason l the nanobiologist Derek garrick donald eccles and jason l have done thank you all so very very much uh, and speaking of patreon today over on patreon.com slash kind of funny we're going to be recording our live in review for avatar Avatar one. And it's an intro you don't want to miss. It is an intro that Cameron Kennedy God. made that like he tweeted, he was like, This is the first time I'm embarrassed to send out to send him this uh intro. He should be. And he's like, I'm gonna make a backup one just in case the, this one doesn't like pass the test. And I watched it and I gotta be real with y'all. I'm concerned it's a about top this. Three of all he, time. he watched it and he looked for the closest person in the uh the office to also show which happened to be me and i just made eye contact with barrett i was like and then i made it watch. very good yeah very, it's very good it's really good so i can't wait for you guys to see that we're going to be recording that later today and then we're going to be recording avatar 2 next week when it comes out so very exciting stuff 
all around. Today, we're brought to you by Amazon Games, Shady Rays, Rocket Money, and Factor, but we'll tell you all about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. I'm just going to say we have an infinite amount of stories today. A baker's dozen. We're going to go through the winners. We're going to go through the announcements. There was just a ton of stuff at Jeff Keeley's The Game Awards last night. But Andy, last night we reacted. We didn't have too much time afterwards to really give our thoughts and get into it all. Normally we grade these things on the kind of funny scale of one to five. One being terrible, two being bad, three being okay, four being good, five being amazing. Or, sorry, four being great. What would you rank this? Well, Tim, the fact that I could wake up this morning and download Vampire Survivors on my little Android phone and play a decent amount of the morning. Show the that, kids, Andy. Show the kids. That, that's 10 out of 10 right there. That's 5 out of 5 right there. Um, and I'll tell you what, Barrett, I got a free revive because I played an ad. Whoa. Yeah. If you, yeah, I died and it was like, you could just go back to the front. Or if you play an ad, you can get a revive. And that's the type of monetization that I love. The ad's still playing. It's for a little game. Uh, it's... I don't, I don't know what, what the game is. The little king thing. Something's having a little kingdom. Um, no, the show's a five out of five, dude. Yeah. Phenomenal all the way around. Um, it, of course, it wasn't perfect, but I think it's as close to perfect as you can get with one of these things, especially when there's going to be a lot of games that maybe you aren't necessarily even interested in. Going back through Wario64's thread... I was just constantly being reminded last night and even this morning of like, God, oh, I forgot that game. Yeah. Oh, that game was sick mm -hmm. as shit. And it's little things like that. You kind of just brush over and you just act like, you know, didn't even happen. You kind of it's easy to forget. But there's there was a lot of titles announced that we had never seen before and new shit that we didn't even know existed. That wasn't even in the rumor mill. Yeah. Yeah, very, exactly. very good show. Five out of five. I'm right there with you. I think it's a five out of five. I think this is easily the the best Game Awards we've ever had. I think this is the best Keeley production we've ever had. So that includes the opening night lives and the summer game fest we've had so far. Um, I've been a big fan of Keeley for a long time and the work that he's done uh, to create this type of platform to be able to award games, celebrate games, and announce games. And I think that last night was the best iteration of all of those things firing on all cylinders and like mm -hmm. you said not perfect of course there's some things that like felt a little bit weird some things didn't work perfectly and not all the major announcements we wanted to be there were there except most of them kind of were to a shocking degree right i cannot believe how many of our predictions were correct right even some of our more ah, man we're being real hopeful about this but it's like nah they they came through and i think even a lot of the the smaller announcements small meaning things like the last of us coming to pc Stuff that we've been waiting to get answers for. We got a ton of release dates for right. very anticipated games like Final Fantasy 16, Street Fighter 6, Diablo. So it's like a lot of the the questions we had were answered. And I feel like that is that is fantastic. In terms of the awards themselves, I know there's the balance between how much are we actually going to focus on the awards versus the announcements versus the commercials. I think this is easily the best pacing and balance that we've had so far. Um, and I think that, you know, showing that like Christopher Judge just going off on his speech and them just letting him do it like i feel was a, a a direct response to the criticism that they've had over the last couple of years of not letting people do the speeches and stuff but then we see the ramifications of that where that made everything a little longer and everything else had to like kind of be quickened up so there was just i didn't win, i didn't even win a steam deck by the way 
Didn't oh, Steam Deck. Oh, sorry. Unfortunately. Sorry. I already have one, but I would have yeah, loved the second one. With Dual wield it. <laughs> with the with the balancing of everything, the only gripe I had, like thinking about it this morning, was I wish indie game of the year had actually been on stage. That was the one where it's like come on. Like I know like it ended up being stray again because they won for best debut, but I don't know. It, it, when you have like indie game of the year, I feel like that should be a you know, give give someone the opportunity to speak. Yep. It just, you know, it, there's when you have three hours and you have all the things, some things get cut, some things get moved. Yeah. And that's the thing. What one person loves, another person hates. So that's why, to me, I'm like, this is, I think, the best balance show that we've had in terms of speaking the most to the most of us out there. In, in, um, a, in a sports analogy, Tim, it's like if I told you, hey, your favorite team threw four interceptions yesterday. And you go, oh, damn, we lost. It's like, no, shockingly, you won somehow. In this one... There, if we before the show starts, I go into the future. I said, Tim, I just looked into the future. Like that's so Raven, Raven Simone. There's no Xbox anything at this show. No reveals. Not a single fucking glimpse. We get we may see Phil Spencer on camera a couple times, mm-hmm. but nothing Xbox. You would think, oh damn, that's gonna be kind of a bummer because they have some large titles that are obviously uh, on the horizon of coming out, and some that are further down the future, and. That probably means that it wasn't that great of a show if we're going to have these gigantic titles completely absent from the show. And the fact that that happened, and it was still, I thought, an amazing show, really is a testament to the amount of games that were shown and the quality of games that were shown. Yep. And I think on top of that, the amount and the quality and the range of AAA, indie, everything in between. Like Again, this was a celebration of video games, and I can't believe that we got Hades 2. Right. Oh, like there's just some things that like the, the game awards are the right platform. We talk about um, Hollow Knight a lot. Right. And it's like I'm again I'm surprised Hollow Knight wasn't there. But I love that those type of games like these indie games get that are beloved. Right. But they are given a platform to be able to announce a sequel to a game like Hades. And it's the hypest shit ever. You know, like one of the highlights of the Game Awards is a Hades sequel announcement. That's just really cool to me because I just feel like that's not where the industry was even five years ago. You know, if I had my choice to go back in time, just like I would go back in time with Rain Simone, mm-hmm. I go to Jeff Keighley and I said, let's save the Hades reveal for a bit later. In that little kind of downtime when we had about 30 to 45 minutes of some not so great stuff, I'm talking about. Um, the Transformers area where you yeah. completely didn't know there was a Transformers reveal. Um, we missed um, the that one shooter, third person shooter game that I'm blanking on right now. Um, there was a there was definitely a downtime, and I think the Hades two reveal would have been massive in some of those spots. Yeah, no, and and that is that's a good. Point. But those are like yeah. just tiny little nitpicks. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah, it's like it's not perfect, but I do think that this is the best that we've had, and I do think that this is like in terms of a, a game showcase, it's the best that we've had. It's yeah. Like this, this is the new gold standard. Remnant. Thank you. Uh, the gold standard to me for okay, cool. Like this is the the expectation, and Jeff was talking yesterday about it's only as good as what they give him, right. and. He he's putting on the show. He knows how to do that part. What are the different publishers and developers going to partner with him to be able to do? And I think that last night is evidence that we are in a really good place. That's only going to get better. And that when different devs and pubs have uh, something to show, they're going to want to go to Jeff if possible. Um, and now that Jeff has three shows a year, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for for those announcements to to happen. So uh, getting into it, 
Let's start with the, the awards, the, the winners themselves uh, of this whole thing. Um, there is a, a beautiful, beautiful article over on IGN by Logan Plant, who just presented this really easily for us to see. So, Barrett, if you could bring it up, let's start uh, with, Logan. with uh, some of the big ones here. All right. First off, six wins from God of War. That's wild. Massive. Absolutely wild. But not the big one because game of the year, Andy, what is it? Elden Ring, baby. They they won the war, but lost a lot of battles along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, dude, I'm still shocked by this. I did not expect it to win. I think with recency bias, I thought God of War would have won. With it being so fresh on everybody's minds, and also the fact that it is immediately one of the best games ever made. Right? Like if God of War came out and was like a really, really damn good game, but not this sort of critically acclaimed, just like 2018 was. Um, I would have assumed that God of War was going to win. I think that's even what I voted for, just because I, I just thought this just came out. It's fresh on everybody's minds, and yeah, uh, Elden Ring won. Phenomenal. From Software is just at the top of their game, and they're not stopping anytime soon, Tim. Yeah, I mean, in a year that God of War Ragnarok doesn't win Game of the Year, wow. Like, congratulations, Elden Ring. Like, that really does say something. And from software, not only winning game of the year, also announcing Armored Core. It's like this, we're just at this great point that the Game Awards can allow that type of thing of two extremely hype moments for from software, a, a, a team of people that have worked so hard and provided the goods for a very long time now. And like, I love that they're, they're, they're finally getting the accolades, right? Yeah. Absolutely, and, and on top of that, it's like getting the accolades where Sekiro won a couple years ago. Like the looking at the Game of the Year winners at the Game Awards is so like wild that like it takes two is up there, right? I think Sekiro still is one of those games that I cannot believe won. I think mm-hmm. looking back, that's still going to be the one that I will just like. There's no shot. Maybe in a different multiverse, <laughs> uh, a game like Sekiro, which is that tough and that uh, there's just there's not a whole lot of shortcuts you can take to try to beat that game i still can't believe that sekiro won elden ring is that the coming out party from from software we've from software fans are hardcore and the fan base has been growing with every new release and every new release that comes out there's more and more hype for players to go back and try the old ones and they go oh shit these actually are really really good so the audience has been getting trained over time to be okay with from software games no matter how difficult they are, no matter, no matter how inaccessible they are, they are getting more and more popular. And this was their this was their Breath of the Wild. This was their Skyrim moment, for sure. Yeah, and uh, that got them a lot more. Best game direction, Elden Ring, right? Yeah. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Um, beaten out God of War, Horizon, Immortality, and Stray. Yeah, I'm... But, to me, I'd still look at Ragnarok as just one of those achievements that it's still doing the single shot thing. It's mm-hmm. still playing with the the quote unquote camera in really creative ways. Um, but it's likely just it's likely that Elden Ring is like, no, we're going, we're making this open world. We're there's going to be so many different environments that you don't even know exist. And I think a lot of the sort of shock that came for me with with Elden Ring was just how large it was. And how um, full of substance it felt, right? Like, I, I didn't feel like I was just constantly like, oh, that area kind of sucks. I wanted to explore every inch of this world. Um, and I think a lot of that is, like, it's such a tough thing for from software to say, hey, we've made pretty large games in the past. What if we make 
you know quintuple the size of what a, yeah. of what a pass game could uh, has been in the past. Yeah, best narrative went to God of War Ragnarok, and I'm very happy about yeah. that personally. What that's a story! A, that's what, what we amazing voted for, right? characters. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's again such a special special story and special special moments that I I'm just so moved by, and I feel like we're going to be talking about the moments in the story, the narrative of God of War Ragnarok for a very very long time. I'm not sure exactly what how our votes netted out. I know some people in the YouTube comments are asking, like, aren't you all on the panel for this? And mm-hmm. um, what we do is there's a lot of list of games that we all kind of put our names and say like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'd vouch for that. I'd vouch for this title. I'd vouch for this title. And then um, after that, then we sort of like, you know, bring down the numbers and we kind of come down with a core five. And I think that's what we present to, yeah. to Keeley. And so, yeah, God of War was definitely there. And that's that was my vote. I think that that is such a strong story um, and only made better by all of the side quests and shit like that. Like they just oh. did such a phenomenal job storytelling in that game. Absolutely. Best art direction went to Elden Ring. Yep. So, okay, God of War Ragnarok had six wins. How many did Elden Ring have? Let's, let's keep counting. Four? So this is three yeah. here now. They and, had then four. The, and then the uh, fourth one was best RPG. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, best art direction, which again, we were, we were pushing hard for seafood, didn't even get nominated. Yeah. But. Pretty shocking. And I, I do wonder if, it, you know, I guess it, it does... M- it doesn't necessarily mean that not enough people played it for the fact that it was nominated for Best Fighting Game. Um, but I am truly shocked that it wasn't in Best Art Direction. I wonder if the epic exclusivity hurt that at all. Um, I know some people that are just like, no, it's Steam or nothing at all. I'm not going to try any games anywhere else. So I wonder if that hurt its chances at all. But yeah, had, that we was... We had to get Scorn in there, guys. We had to. We really had to get Scorn, the I game need, that I needed definitely those, a lot of people played. Those wet pustules. 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 You. Um, I, I with Elden Ring winning though. Again, it. I think the big achievement with From Software is when you turn those games on, they have never been about fidelity. They are never going to be the nicest looking game on the market, but their art direction carries the tech in such a magnificent way. Like their their art direction, you don't even care that the fact that it doesn't look like cyberpunk or god of war it isn't it's never going to be this 4k just a, attack on your senses but the art direction is so strong and it, like they don't need the tech to kind of give you the impression of where you are and how grand all of this really is yeah i mean how wild is it how ironic is it that what you just said is about from software and nintendo <laughs> Two completely different sides of it. Yeah, like, it's not about the vanilla. It's the art style. Yeah. Um, best score in music went to Bear McCreary for Woo! God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Bless you. Thank you. And bless Bear McCreary because goddamn, he brought the heat. Like that soundtrack was incredible. A lot of great soundtracks this year. A lot of really, really, really good soundtracks this year. But again, I think the Game Awards are really special that we got to award Bear and also we got to see them perform. And it was so rad. I had Alyssa, when I went home, I had Alyssa watch that uh, performance with Hosier because it's just so good. It was great. Bear headbanging while he's playing that... Uh, Hurdy-gurdy. The hurdy-gurdy. Uh, <laughs> this is so so fucking I, awesome. I have so many questions about both of them, seeing photos of them. Uh, how tall is Hosier and how tall is Bear McCreary? And also, are they related? Because they looked like double the size of one another. Like, it was wild <laughs> to see how tall Hosier looked in this photo. Yeah. Obviously, perspective may have sort of mm-hmm. changed things, but... I'm going to assume Bear McCreary is like 
maybe 5'7", and I'm going to assume that Hozier is like 6'5". You look like a giant, Tim. Yeah. You got to yeah. see this photo. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like the Kanye photo with the, yeah, the little yeah. Kanye. Well, one thing that does bum me out about the score in music, like, I think if there's one thing that I can, like, nitpick, I, I didn't love the, inch, the orchestra uh, presation. I didn't love I, I didn't like the idea that it was a medley that kind of changed the DNA of these yeah. tracks. Like, the... Yeah. It was a tempo that didn't really service the God, the El- God of War song or the Elden Ring song. They were they both felt really out of place, and I kind of wish there was, I don't know, a, a li- bit less continuity, I guess. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude's giant, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dude looked like he played fucking Ford at Clemson or some shit like that. Unbelievable. Uh, but I, I love the idea of the... Game Awards Orchestra and the, the 2018 show to me is still unrivaled, but um, I just do think it was the the because of it being a medley of the Game of the Year nominees. Like I feel like not all those songs work together, so it kind of yeah. it was just like oh it was okay. But I do love that they announced that they're doing the Hollywood Bowl 10 years of Game yeah. Awards. Oh, that's uh, cool. Orchestra show. That's watch be Flute Guy. Freaking red. Oh yeah. Dude. Did you see Daniel Dwyer talking about Flute, Flute guy? guy? No, I didn't. So Daniel Dwyer was talking about Flute Guy on Twitter because Flute Guy is this world-renowned legend in the music industry. Um, who was on a lot of, who worked with with Hans Zimmer uh, um, on the Dune soundtrack, Badass. and is like in a bunch of little uh, documentary kind of videos talking about their process of making these musical uh, arrangements or whatever. Um, and Jeff Keighley confirmed that he'll be back. For, he did, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my last thing. I feel like they all also picked tracks that sounded so similar to each other as well that didn't like fully showcase how great and diverse each of those scores were for game of the year. It was all just too similar. I also think part of it was the mixing. Me, me and Tim yeah. talked about the mixing afterwards and it, it just didn't sound big. It ha- it suffers what a lot of live production musical arrangements suffer when it's not like, yeah, it, like you watch a live production on the Super Bowl or mm-hmm. whatever, and it never really sounds great. Yeah, it feels but like when it's missing meant, life. When it's meant to be a concert, it's like you have people who are mixing the music or whatever, yeah. and it's just, it, I don't know, it didn't really sound that great to us here at least. Speaking of mixing, best audio design, God of War Ragnarok. Recognized the best in-game audio and sound design. I mean, again, God of War is just a technical achievement, right? So not surprising that this this kind of swept the show in a lot of ways. Uh, best performance going to Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok is Kratos. Absolutely incredible. And then, yeah, gave the world's longest speech. And that's how speeches go. Sometimes. Al Pacino has not recovered. <laughs> and Al Pacino was yeah. there, which is just still wild. standing there. Yeah. <laughs> still there. Yeah. Um, Games for Impact went to As Dusk Falls, which, you know, a lot of when, when it comes to award shows, it is a never-ending battle about defining what the categories are and why they are and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a perfect example of that, right? There's going to be weird things like Sifu being a fighting game and Assess Falls being a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message, which, you know, we are big fans of Assess Falls here. It's kind of funny, but I feel like even all of us were kind of like, ah, we're happy it's winning something, but I don't yeah, know it's about like that a fun, It's a fun, dramatic game and uh, experience to play with people, but... Yeah, I cannot tell you what the pro-social meaning or message of that game was. Don't murder. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, best ongoing game went to Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, best indie game went to Stray, as well as best debut indie game going to Stray. Um, so, Sifu, Neon White, Cult of the Lamb. Vampire Survivors, uh, man. Vampire Survivors, I, not I, getting anything. I, I believe swore it. that that was going to win because it was the only award it was nominated for. Yeah. 
Yeah, kind of wild. Again, like I, I don't, I, I'm, I promise, I don't want to hate on Stray as much as I am. But like Stray, I feel like this year falls in a bucket with a lot of other games of equal quality. But for whatever reason, it got the shine that it did. Uh, I think that this year has like a handful of ten out of ten masterpieces, and then there's a shitload of like eight and a half out of tens. And I feel like Stray kind of falls in that area for me, at least. So to even see it on the game of the year list was pretty shocking. And uh, the fact that it it won as much as it did just shows that how diverse the industry really is and how uh, people don't always have the same opinions as you do. <laughs> Especially when it comes to indie games that I think can be a lot a lot more than uh, AAA, where it's like there's expectations of what a AAA game is and looks like. And I do think it's interesting that the most AAA-looking of these games is is the winner here, right? Stray is the thing that is most similar to a PlayStation Studios game, right? right? So I feel like there is that inherent kind of bias towards that. Uh, best mobile game, Marvel fucking Ooh. Snap, baby. Let's go. How did you celebrate last night? Um, oh, I celebrated by snapping, man. Yeah. New season, Cosmic, baby. Wild. Um, yeah, really, really, really happy for this one. Marvel Snap has been one of my favorite games uh, in a very long time, and I don't think i'm going to stop playing anytime soon ign nominated it for its game of the year which i love i absolutely love because again i think marvel snap's done a great job of actually learning from mobile games and like the problems of their design over the, the last couple of years and provided a super fun time that everybody's into like it's just good job marvel snap i'm also happy that ign is putting it in that category if only to help diversify well like again the fact that forza won best game of the year last year mm -hmm. is still kind of wild from yeah. as gigantic of an outlet as as ign is the fact that a racing game won a game of the year is still kind of wild in the year 2021 um yeah that's i i love that they are doing that and i hope they they keep kind of pushing that forward that you'll see the gigantic blockbuster games along with a couple of any titles that um maybe didn't blow you away with graphics or narrative or acting or anything like that, but they are still inherently good for, you know, gameplay just period, you know? Yeah. Um, I bet we get a, a, my gut tells me IGN's not going to give game of the year to Elden Ring or God of War. I think it's going to be immortality or vampires. I could see that. I, uh, I could see, uh, maybe the slow shift to kind of the way Polygon has operated in the past where Polygon, like, rarely, if ever, gives the Game of the Award or Game of the Year Award to the big title that, you know, unanimously wins everywhere else. It's always, like, a title that you may not even heard of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like Polygon has operated like that for quite some time. I think God of War still takes it for them. We'll see. Yeah. Best VRAR game went to Moss Book 2. Innovation and accessibility, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, again, we're talking about the polish. We're talking about just the technical achievements of that game. And Sony has really shown that they care about this and are investing a lot into it and making sure that there are teams that are making sure that it fits the games that they're making right. and that they are creating a new industry standard. And also, I'm just so impressed by the level of quality of Asus Falls, God of War, Returnal, Return to Monkey Island, Last of Us Part 1, The Quarry, all of them showing off innovations in accessibility in different ways but then also kind of like as a united front of like yo look this shit matters and here's all the different ways that we should expect it in further games going forward you know best action game went to bayonetta 3 beating out call of duty modern warfare 2 neon white sifu and ninja turtle shredders revenge 
Definitely the uh, award that I'm most bummed about the results of. Um, I love Bayonetta. Bayonetta 3, I've been struggling through. Like, it's not really, like, speaking to me the way that the first two games did. And, like, it's not demonstrably worse or anything. I just don't think it's demonstrably better. <laughs> it kind of just feels dated in a way, whereas Sifu was incredible to me. And I'm uh, I'm a little surprised at the, at this one. I think that's what I'm most shocked about. I, it's always important to remind yourself that the the internet is not real life and people outside of your sphere have different feelings about different things but i just swear that you know i didn't see this game really blowing off anybody's doors off on twitter or anywhere kind of in the games industry where people are like oh this is the game that's going to be one to keep an eye on i heard that a lot about a game like xenoblade Mm-hmm. You know, you hear like yeah. the, the nonstop love for Xenoblade and how it deserves to be there and how it deserves to win. And it got snubbed and this and that. I feel like I didn't hear that at all about Bayonetta 3. And it's still pretty shocked that it won. I, I, that's the one that like, if I had to bet the most money on, if we were doing like some sort of bet, I would have bet that like another game would have won that. Mm-hmm. And I would have lost a lot of money. <laughs> it, yeah. It's going to be similar with multiplayer game, uh, best multiplayer as well when we talk about that. Then we got uh, Best Action Adventure, God of War, Best RPG, Elden Ring. Both of those make total sense. Yeah. Best Fighting Game went to Multiverses, beating out Sifu, King of Fighters 15, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and DNF Duel. You think they just didn't have a fifth? Yeah. Uh, like, that's oh. why Sifu was there? I mean, yeah, pretty much, right? Like, again, when we do the nominations, like, every outlet has to have five nominees for a category, or else you don't get any votes for the category. So, right. that would make sense but I'm, i still struggled <laughs> to find to think about who in our industry would put sifu into that category but like i said sometimes the categories just they are what they straight are to jail, dude. Straight yeah to jail. straight to jail uh best family game went to kirby and the forgotten land hell yeah i love it love again a, a, another one of those weird categories though like, always yeah. That, yeah when i think category i think of some sort of party game some sort of thing you can I guess you can play two players in, in Kirby. You can play a little Waddle D, right? Yeah, but, not fun. Uh, yeah, still like an odd choice for me yeah. uh, that that would be there. I would have, I think I voted for Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, but that feels like another title that didn't really do a whole lot either. Yeah. Okay. Um, unfortunately, we're being joined by Nick Scarpino. Crazy news, breaking news. Yeah. Tim Gettys, uh-huh. you're going to lose it. So I want you to keep your pants on. Tighten your belt buckle right now oh, because it's tight. I have something incredible to tell you guys. What? I finally sat down last night and watched Friends with Benefits. Yes. That's a hype moment, everybody. That. We're going to talk about that on the Avatar in review later today. It's a hype moment, everybody. It smells like coffee so much. <laughs> it's- I just feel like he came in for like a morning hug. And yeah. I was like, God, just get away from me. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, Nick. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Moving on. Best Sim slash strategy game. Useless. Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Need them. Um, which I still need to, to fully play through. I've only like played for like an hour or two. Do you Def- give it a shot? Definitely the genre that I care least about. Mm. Y- you all have seen me play strategy and puzzle games and how terrible I am at them. Um, not to say this is like a puzzle game in any way, shape, or form, but yeah, I just don't really care about, I've never really cared about XCOM, and I didn't care about the last Mario and Rabbids, and this one, still don't care. Mm-hmm. Glad it won, though. Mm-hmm. Also, Ali Ali World got robbed for best sports slash racing game. Just going to say it. 
He said it, everybody. He said it. Yep. You can't take it back now. Best multiplayer game, Splatoon 3. How? Beat out Call of Duty, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, and Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. All I hear is people talking shit about Splatoon 3, dude. Yeah, it is a little weird. In the industry, at least, you know? I'm a, I'm a little a little surprised by this. I don't know which one. I'm like, oh, this one should have won. But um, I, I my money wouldn't, wouldn't have been on Splatoon unless it was. Did I vote for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were, what were uh, our predictions? Our predictions there. Andy said Splatoon three. Less said Overwatch two. Greg said Overwatch two, and I said multi. I can't stop playing Overwatch two. Let me tell you what. Yeah, new hero, new season. God, new you, Andy. Still addicted new to you. It. Um, next up, content creator of the year. Ludwig beat out Carl and Nebelian. Boo! Yeah. Uh, congrats. Ludwig's great though. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. But it's also just like, a lot of yeah. really good charitable stuff too. Mm hmm. Was in a box for 50 hours, got a tattoo on himself of the Twitch logo. I mean, it was on YouTube now. <laughs> Congrats. Um, we had Yay went in best esports athlete. We had uh, Bazooka, which is a, the best name I've learned last night because it's spelled B Z K A. What breaks my heart so much about Yay is like he's on Cloud Nine now only because Optic let like didn't get a team for whatever reason, but he was on, uh, he's there because he was on Team Optic. And not even seeing them there. It's like, I don't even have a Valorantina root for anymore, Tim. It breaks my heart, dude. I'm so sorry. Who do I vote? Who do I root for, chat? God damn it. Somebody let him know in the comments below who should Andy root for. Uh, best esports event was World League of Legends World, San Francisco, California. You were there. Andy. Was it that one, though? Oh, was it? I thought they just meant like overall. The 2022 League of Legends World Championship. Oh, I guess so. I guess that was it. Yeah. 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 DRX. Team DRX beat. Uh... He won. Best esports game, Valorant. That was my vote. Your game. I, I feel like it, it was just due. Mm -hmm. It's been several years where you've seen the popularity rising. You've seen these gigantic tournaments have massive viewership. Um, again, they do a great job with having some of the larger streamers co-stream it and get tons of viewers there. So the main feed might have 160,000 people watching, and then Shroud will be co-watching it. And he'll have 90,000 viewers yeah. watching it. And, like, they do a really good job with cross-marketing like that. Um, but, yeah, Valorant, I, I feel like I've been saying Valorant every year, and I was bound to be right eventually, because eventually League of Legends won't win. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad it did. Valorant's a phenomenal eSport to not only play but watch. I love it. Uh, most anticipated game, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and uh, best adaptation, Arcane, which, you know, absolute trash pick, everybody. You know what I mean? How the fuck did we let Sonic this too. happen? It should have been Sonic the goddamn Hedgehog 2. All right? What if I tell you Simon watched it again? Sonic 2? Yeah, Simon watched it. Same. You should watch it. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me that like, you don't need to watch it. <laughs> Andy, I have been thinking about Alyssa and I watching it in the, the living room sometimes since. So if you want to join us. And I'm real busy that day. Oh, <laughs> Got a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, just to be clear, guys, I am joking. Arcane is dope as hell. But real talk, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is is a lot of fun. It's a yep. great movie. Like, it's not as good as I say it is. And, uh, you know, all better than that. part one. Oh, I mean, it is embarrassingly better than part Whoa. one. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, part one, I wouldn't even recommend people watch necessarily. Holy shit. Part two really? is fucking great. Yeah. Wow. Part three, though. I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, what else we got here? That's it. That's it. All, that's all the awards. We went through them. Congratulations, everybody. And speaking of all those people, you can go to 
Amazon.com slash Game Awards, where you can pick up all of those winners and all of the nominees as well. If you're excited to dive into this year's masterpieces, well, then guess what? That's where you want to go, right there. Amazon.com slash Game Awards. Also, if you're excited for the future, you can pre-order Resident Evil 4, Dead Space, Forspoken, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and so much more. If you're looking to find the perfect family-friendly video game gift, you can check out Sonic Frontiers. Or, as I would suggest, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. What a video game. What a fantastic video game. What a great video, video game. game. And Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Amazon has you covered for all of your video game holiday needs. You can go to Amazon.com slash Game Awards to learn more. And again, thank you so much to Amazon for partnering with us for our Game Awards coverage this year. Again, Amazon.com slash Game Awards. And now that that's done, here's a word from our other sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their holiday sales. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. The lost and broken coverage transfers to anyone you gift them to. They'll get great polarized shades and protection no matter what happens to them in the future. They stand by their products and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54 at ShadyRays.com using the code KINDAFUNNY, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Shout out to Factor for sponsoring this episode. We all gotta eat, and sometimes having to prep that food is the one thing really getting in the way of your day. With the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand. Factor shops, preps, cooks, and delivers to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays, minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan Plus, Veggie, and 36 Plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. Factors cheaper than dining out and takeout, plus the money you save towards holiday fun and you time, and thanks to Factors' commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful chef-crafted meals, guilt-free like their creamy Parmesan chicken and three-bean vegan chili. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been so thankful for Factors since we've been here in the new studio, and you can too. Head to go.factor75.com slash kindoffunny60 and use code kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code kindoffunny60 at go.factor75.com slash kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. That's right, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app we love using that takes care of that for us and it is called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. You can get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash kinda 
funny. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. And now that we're back, we're going to go through the announcements. Because, Andy. They are plentiful. They are plentiful, they are man. And they spoke to us loudly, oh. right? So many games that were for me, that were for Andy, that were for Bear, that were for everyone involved. Maybe not Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> Xbox, where the hell you at? <laughs> no, even, even Mike, man. Like, there was, like, so, so much. So let's start off um, going through. Again, I'm looking at IGN's article here. This one's from Adam Bankhurst, um, who had a great recap of everything here. But Final Fantasy 16 showed its newest trailer. We're getting a June 22nd, 2023 release date. Could not be more excited for this game. Um, this trailer, not the best one they've had. Nothing bad about it, but I just feel like they've had such bangers recently that this one, to me, I was just kind of like, oh, that was, that was fine. That was fine. I totally agree. Yeah, the, the I think the last trailer they showed off, what they did with world building and uh, visuals really blew me away. And this one just kind of felt like a bit more of the same. I'm glad we saw... A lot of action shots because these particle effects look absolutely wild. Yeah, I'm very excited for this game. I, I'm very hopeful for it, especially with the Final Fantasy 14 team being behind it. I'm excited to see what that could look like. Um, and it's been a long time since we've gotten a new Final Fantasy yeah. game, like with a new story. So, and obviously, it's a lot of the story team from Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, makes a lot of people excited. I know nothing about Final Fantasy 14. Um, I feel like anytime you mention it, you just got to really be careful about what you're saying <laughs> or else you'll get attacked. You know, people will come after you. Yeah. Um, the Where do you think that Final Fantasy 16, at the end of the day, go in the future, Raven-Simone, mm -hmm. at the end of it all, where do you think you will land with this game? Where do you think it'll land in your like Final Fantasy? Me personally, or you in, personally? Me, I mean, I, I think that the answer is actually the same between me and the overall, which I think this one, it has the potential to be number one. Holy shit. I, I mean, I think, again, if everything that people have talked about for the last couple of years about Final Fantasy fourteen is true, applying that to this beautiful next-gen game, like, yeah. yeah, dude, there's a lot of potential. I don't know. That's not the expectation for me, but I do I do think the expectation that it's a, a top five, you know, yeah. and, and, like, just for everyone out there knowing, like, my favorite is 10. I'd say the best is six. Seven holds a really special place in my heart. Like those three are definitely my top. But um, yeah, I think sixteen has a really good shot of breaking in there. I'm about to break your heart right now, Tim. Uh oh, I'm so close to giving up on Crisis Core. Remake. You can't. The you re can't. Rebirth, dude. It's just like, oh man. You can't. It's just like it's. How far are you? I haven't progressed much since the last time we spoke about it. I. It, for for people out there like our good friend Cameron Kennedy, I saw him talking to Roger Bacorny about it. Mm -hmm. Who he was like, my only real touchstone to the franchise is Final Fantasy VII remake, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty much the same. I played 15, I played uh, 10 back in the day, and that was really it because I just wasn't really a huge fan of turn-based games. Um, I love that the I just feel like the the hype moments aren't enough for me to get through this. Terrible writing and dialogue, and these uh, very like monotonous fighting sequences. It's just like it's real rough for me right now. <laughs> it is gorgeous. I'm shocked at how good looking the game is, but man, I am struggling to get through it. I anytime I want to boot it up, I just will place anything else because like I'd, I'd I'd much rather be playing Warhammer Darktide or Overwatch Two or Warzone with the Jabroni Boys, you know. 
It's yeah. rough for me right now. I get it. I get it. Next next week's games cast, we're going to be doing a review and spoiler cast for Crisis Core. So excited for that. Excited to talk to you. Excited for you to get to the end. And if you decide to give up, Andy, I'll give you a list of YouTube videos to just watch. And okay. Then, then everything could be okay. Okay. You right. should do it, though. But it's all right. It's all right. Uh, next up, From Software reveals Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon 2023, what they're saying here. Now, Andy. That's wild. If there's one thing I know about you is you love mechs. And if there's another thing I know about you, it's that you love Miyazaki. Yeah. I know that these mechs aren't necessarily the type of mechs that you like. No, man. I mean, they they kind of are. Because, again, back in the day, I mentioned on the watch along the watch party we did last night, I I, I was such a Gundam fan as a kid. Uh, I watched, like, Gundam Wing, and I was like, dude, I didn't even know, like, there were cartoons about these types of robots. This is awesome as shit. And my local uh, freeze frame video and all hit video <laughs> stores mm-hmm. didn't have a whole bevy of games to rent, which is why, like, anytime you'd go to, uh, I'm thinking, like, Sam Goody back in the day, you would see, like, anime for Gundam. Like, whoa, dude, they sell this shit here? I thought you could only get it, like, overseas and shit. I never had Gundam games to rent, so I rented Mech Assault, and I rented um, Armored Core on PS1 and PS2 back in the day, because it was all I had, and... I don't remember shit about it. I have a lot of questions about Armored Core as a franchise. I don't love yeah, that Barrett, it's... Can you bring up old footage, gameplay of an old Armored Core? Yeah. The, the Armored Core is like all about customizing your mech, which is super sick, and movement. You are, like, you're always like strafing left and right and avoiding shots, and it's a third-person action game. I think you'll kind of be wowed by it in the way that you were wowed when you saw Warhawk, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, that's how that game looks? That was pretty sick. Um Armored Core was a lot of fun back in the day. I know nothing about the story. I have nothing, no idea about what's going on, which is why I'm kind of surprised they stuck with the number six on it. This Mm -hmm. is the uh, PS1. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I am very shocked that um, they are giving it a number six and not giving it some sort of soft reboot. Um, Yeah, this, again, what does it remind me of? Looking at this Armored Core footage? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Virtua On. Okay, yeah. Which was that mech a- yeah, arcade yeah. game that was at my local uh, Fantasyland uh, ice skating rink. Or not ice skating, but just roller skating rink. You uh-huh. know? I played that shit all the time. I just had an obsession with mechs. Um, but yeah, I'm very shocked that le- they're sticking with the number six on it. Yeah. I'm shocked they're not doing a soft reboot. I have so many questions because... From soft. Aha, uh-huh, from soft reboot. I have a lot of questions about this game because this is... The first non-Souls-like title. It doesn't add up to me. I'm excited. It's it's very, very, it's very odd. Yeah. It it to me, it kind of feels like what would Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog do now with Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how do you are you gonna have the new style and new sensibilities of game design and world building? And are you going with the vague storytelling where you have to like really dig deep into lore and talk to side characters? Or is it just going to be kind of a straight-up action third-person game with a little bit, maybe a little bit more narrative-driven? I have so many questions because I we love FromSoft for the way that they design their games and the way that they um, help the players sort of discover the story on mm-hmm. their own, right? You never really feel like you're getting your hand held, which is one thing I love about it. I love that um, I'm not being told something. I'm kind of experiencing it through my own actions. And I don't know how you apply that to a mech game like this. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting, interesting man. I, I wonder if, like, do we see it in 2023? I mean, I, I'd, 
I want to say no because I think we're going to get Elden Ring DLC sometime in 2023. And I feel like this might get pushed. Have From Software games been pushed before? Yeah, Elden Ring got pushed. Oh. Yeah, Elden Ring was, I think, November. And then it was like January. And then gotcha. it was like February gotcha, or whatever. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about. I wonder what their team is looking like right now, numbers-wise. How many people are working on what? Because yeah. um, we know that Armored Core has kind of been... It's been whispered around in the industry yeah. for quite some time. So you got to assume that it's close to being done. And we've heard Miyazaki mention that it is sort of in its final stages of production. Mm -hmm. Man, just so many questions about it. Because, you know, you hear if Elden Ring 2 comes out or Dark Souls 4 or Bloodborne 2, you know what that's going to be like. How do you apply those game design sensibilities to a third-person action mech game? Yeah. It's really exciting and interesting. And if we've seen, you know... We know what customization looks like in Souls games. That makes me really excited for customization in a mech game. Uh, speaking of being excited, Andy, Hades 2 was announced oh my God. with a gameplay trailer. Wow. Wow. 2023 Early Access is what they're saying here. Supergiant is back with a sequel. It's one of the dopest games of all time. I'm very happy about this. You know, we, we talked about it. This was one of my predictions that we were going to see Supergiant's next game. And we went back and forth on what is it going to be? Is it going to be a sequel or is it going to be a new IP? And we all leaned towards it's probably going to be a new IP just knowing Supergiant. But man, how cool would it be if it was Hades 2? And we're in that reality. Wow. Yeah, I am so happy I was wrong on that. Uh, a best friend clipped me out on Twitter last night from the Gamescast that we just recorded this week, past week, where I mentioned... Whatever they're working on next, I'm just sad it's probably not going to be Hades 2 because yeah. you want more Hades. What an experience that was. And last night, I, I legitimately think this is still my favorite reveal of last night. It's just it, it's w immediately became one of my favorite games, and I am so stoked to just get more of that. We're getting new characters, new everything. It's just a brand new sequel. For a while, I'm like, oh, maybe DLC? We don't yeah. No, they're just straight up doing it big this time, and... God damn, it, like you couldn't have kind of scripted it better for us, I think, last night. This yeah, is like straight up the perfect reveal. Yep. Uh, and then it was followed up with Ken Levine's next game, Judas, which like what a cool name. <laughs> Even yeah. like, like that is such a, a dope Bioshock and Space Vibes with the name Judas from Ken Levine. I'm like, all right. Like, yeah, this looks fucking cool as hell. Yeah. And it's been a long time coming as well. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that I'm most um interested in finding out about hopefully we get like a lot of interviews maybe we'll get to talk to him for a while there it didn't seem like he was gonna do another bioshock style game and when i say bioshock style game i just mean first person shooter with yeah. abilities and yeah. stuff like that hearing interviews of him talking about what ghost story was working on seven years ago or whatever it seemed very ambitious with what he was going for it was like what if what if everything around you reacted to you? And it's always like the pie in the sky sort of shit that developers talk about. Yeah. What if every choice you made had consequences? And you just kind of roll your eyes at because you've heard that a million times and it eventually just ends up being, you know, three outcomes or four outcomes because mm -hmm. game development is hard. <laughs> um, I was not expecting this style of game from, from Ghost Story Games. I'm glad we're getting it. Yeah. I'm glad we're getting another Bioshock first-person shooter style game from the inventor and creator of Bioshock 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, very excited. And Infinite. Oh, I guess he didn't work on 2, right? No. No. Right. Yeah, he did 1 in Infinite. 1 in Infinite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very exciting stuff. Hopefully we see more soon. I, I hope that this isn't one of those unicorn games that, like, this is the first time we see it and we either don't see it for years or we see it at every single thing for years. And it's just like, let's just 
Yeah, you know, piece I mean, of correct. You got to assume this has been cooking for quite some time, though, it. and they just yeah. wanted to. They needed to find the right time to finally talk about it because it's been, goddamn. Again, like I, I look through old tweets where I'm tweeting at Ken Levine in 2016, 2017, me like, "What's up? What you working What's on, up? bro?" Yeah. <laughs> like you know, Infinite was fucking awesome. Where's that next thing at? So I'm fine. I can't. I still can't believe it. Like Dude, that we actually got a look at it. I, what I can't believe is scrolling through this list where. How did I just talk about Hades 2, going, Final Fantasy 16 release date, going into Ken Levine's new game, and then next up, Death Stranding 2 officially announced. DS2, Kojima, he's on stage, he did the whole thing. Wow. We expected it, but it was there. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. I saw a couple of tweets mentioning, Tim, that there, like, there's got to be a reason. I wish I could source the tweet. I'm sorry for, hopefully people can correct me in the comments who was mentioning it, but it seems like there's a deliberate choice to call it DS2. Yeah. In the, like, it's Kojima, you it's, know? It's, it's Kojima. It's got to mean something within the game. Like, or else they I mean, just... bro, this motherfucker, Kojima. Kojima does. He came out and was just like, there's a lot of hidden shit in that trailer. Get to fucking work, you stupid he did fuckers. Th- he did that in the first <laughs> couple of D- Death Stranding trailers as well, I remember. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested as to exactly what is happening in this world, what the game is going to be. The fact that, you know, it looks like Leah Seydoux's character is healed now. She doesn't get affected by the rain, which is one of her big issues back uh, in... in <laughs> issues. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of her big problems back in, in uh, Death Shining 1. Yeah, I... Who knows what the hell is happening? This little unicycle looks pretty sick. But Troy Baker's now got a little guitar. I hope that doesn't get overly cheesy and too dumb. Cause that I hope has, it does. That has a real easy <laughs> chance of getting, like, lame <laughs> quick. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Um, I'm shocked that it does exist, and we got, like, a glimpse at it. I'm still kind of surprised that they are making a sequel to a pretty divisive game, I'd say. Like, yeah. A successful game. Totally. Uh, but pretty divisive for people who... Like me, we're wanting more Metal Gear Solid. I still loved the game at the end of the day, but I would have loved a stealth action, you know, stealth action yeah. third person game. Yeah, but it's very cool they're doing this, and it does look like it is next gen only, which is exciting. Awesome. I like I like to see that Kojima specifically him and his team push that type of stuff, the boundaries of that. Um, moving on. Idris Elba joins Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Did you remember that, Andy? Another massive reveal, <laughs> dude. Like, what the hell? This is a DLC that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. I loved Cyberpunk 2077. I played it at launch. I played it in the best conditions possible, which is probably why I liked it so much. Because I played it on PC with ray tracing, and it was a delight. Um, character interactions in that game, like, it, it's it's incomparable to so many other video games when you have the person looking at you and it just feels so real. Like you feel so immersed in this world. And I would have never seen this coming. I'm so glad this didn't get leaked. I'm glad there weren't any whispers about Idris Elba being yeah. in a video game, much less a, the next cyberpunk sort of expansion. I hope it's, you know, meaty. I hope it's got, you know, at least 10 plus hours of, of content. I'm very excited to get back into this world, especially with, the numerous uh, updates where Roger and I were talking about it the other day, how this is a game that I still haven't deleted from my hard drive because I just hop in every once in a while just to kind uh-huh. of see what's changed see it. Yeah. and what settings have made things more efficient. Yeah, the game fucking rules, dude. Yep. Speaking of games that fucking rule, Jedi Survivor. Oh, oh my so, God, that trailer was great. 
I think the fact that it was presented in twenty one nine, like it yeah. looked like it, it yeah. had like the black bars on the bottom and the top. I was like, man, I want to play this in an ultra wide. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this looks so fucking good. It looks so good. I love. There's something about the vibe and tone of the Star Wars Jedi games that feels simultaneously so authentically Star Wars, but very unique compared to the the animated shows or even the live action things we get. Like it is its own world, it, and it feels I love more that like world. the the legacy era of of Star Wars stuff. Exactly, you know? but it's, yeah. it just happens to be canon, you know. Totally, man, and so That's... much of this shit looks rad. Him pulling out the two sabers, like the little the hilt situation we got going He's on. He's animals too. He's gliding some shit. Like, dude, this yeah. looks fucking awesome. So damn awesome. And March seventeenth is when we're going to be able to get to play this. Fuck yeah! Very very exciting. Again. Uh, I'm just like again the way this looks in twenty one nine looks so incredible, yeah. and I feel like that um, that's gonna be the only way I'm gonna want to play. Um, hopefully, you know, at launch it runs better than the first one did because that gave us some issues when yeah, we reviewed sure. it. Yeah, um, there was there was quite a bit of stuttering when we first reviewed it, but. It's, the, looking, it's looking good here because I remember even like in trailers when they revealed the gameplay for the first one, even then it looks kind of like off. Yeah. You know? And this one, at least in trailer form, looks a little bit more solid here. Shout out to the the homie uh, Brian Kesh, who uh, is working on this game. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I, I, oh, I forget so what exactly he's working on. I know when he worked on Injustice 2, he was doing, like, environment stuff. But I don't know if that's exactly what he's doing here. Yeah, he's a programmer. He's a smart boy. He's very smart um, boy. I, yeah, this, this is going to be fucking awesome. Um, I hope we get more customization with suits, Tim. Mm-hmm. No more oh. ponchos. Oh, yeah. I really hope that this is sort of their God of War Ragnarok moment yes. where they heard all of the complaints and were like, hey, we hear you. We know we have a really damn good game on our hands, and there's several little things that we can fix and tweak for the mm-hmm. next one. Uh, better customization. I want my Cal Kestis to look sick as shit. Yep. I'm also excited to see what sort of cameos we might get. Like the, a lot of potential here. You know, no, I don't want to spoil the end of the first one, but I'd, I'd be stoked to see what sort of actual universe characters that we've seen on screen uh pop up here would you know very excited for that very very excited uh next up diablo 4 got a release date june 6th 2023 public beta will take place sometime before then i'm very jealous that mike has been playing that very jealous um and then more release dates june 2nd street fighter 6 will be coming out we also got uh some character reveals of dj and then uh who's returning and manon marissa and jp as new characters showing up um i just got a uh, text from greg miller who says lol mike wilbon from pti is in this hotel restaurant <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that is awesome uh and then we got a um suicide squad kill the justice league trailer um that revealed that there was a tribute to kevin conroy revealed that it is actually going to be kevin conroy's final performance as batman um which is really special you know really sad obviously mm-hmm. Um, and we got the release date being May 26th, Kevin's birthday. Oh, wow. Happy birthday to Kevin. Surprise to him there. Interesting um, that Kevin Coelho or Conroy? Kevin Coelho. Kevin, Kevin Coelho, yeah. Um, very interesting that uh, that wasn't in the trailer, that that was like a, a Keeley said that out loud for both it being like confirming that it's Kevin Conroy's uh, last performance and the date. Like that was a very weird choice. Yeah, it was. I'll never understand why there's inconsistency in, in that type of information. Like, you'd think you'd want the date in the trailer. Well, it, it's, I think it's fine in this case, the fact that he said it afterwards. It's always weird whenever we do these reveals, mm-hmm. and then you find it on Twitter 
an hour later that the yeah but i mean <laughs> for the people watching the trailer out. now on youtube or whatever it's like yeah that's pretty key information yeah. you know I, I, do get it in the moment, I, I do get it in the moment though especially where they end it with thank you kevin um yeah, yeah i'm I, not i'm not ready for this man I, I think it totally makes sense to not have the date here you don't want people to be like oh man whatever and then like oh man kevin Conrad. like i think that is kind of an odd that may be an odd thing to do maybe yeah. you start off with like May 26th. <laughs> you don't want to like have those two moments back to back, you know. Uh, then we got the first clip from the Super Mario Brothers movie. And let me fucking tell you, Andy. Damn. I can't wait for this movie. They're nailing it. And they're playing Mario music in a Mario movie. Odd. That's what? Crazy. You're buck wild right What? King like, Michael Key didn't have a great time on stage, though. <laughs> Shout out to him for enduring whatever his writing team gave him to yeah, say jesus christ that was that was a low point for sure of the show <laughs> there was like, yeah there was not uh not great there's a lot he... of weird writing for all of the guest speakers having to say remember when the the actress came on it's like statistically someone is a murderer a in this murderer. room like what the fuck was that yeah um but this trailer or this clip looks utterly fantastic and like i've been saying it forever it's like if you're gonna have an uncharted movie just use the uncharted music that that's part of the experience and what makes uncharted special and oh you're not going to do that cool great well now it's an utterly forgettable score yeah with this immediately there was like five different original mario songs in here and it's like yeah cool thank you for being authentic and actually giving us the mushroom kingdom as we want and expect it yeah looks sick as hell um tekken 8 we got a trailer for that. Um, we we got a, a look at some of the combat and the new iterations of King, Paul, Lars, Martial Law, and Jack 8. Um, honestly, I was a little let down from this. Like, they they hyped up that Tekken 8 was going to be here with a, a major campaign. Of course, we'll never forget. Save the to 8, right? To 8, yeah. um, And with all of that, I, I kind of expected more than just a trailer, you know? Um, I had a buck wild prediction that we're going to get a demo or something this year that, again, I didn't necessarily expect that but i did think we'd get i don't think it's the wildest of calls to have predicted that especially with the campaign really pushing for this you know yeah exactly so that's that's the thing to me where i'm like if you're gonna have this big campaign maybe have more than just a trailer for a game that's already been announced you know if this was the first time we saw it i think it'd be a little different yeah if we didn't see any of it at evo this would have been huge Mm -hmm. again all we saw at evo was just like a picture of what's his face um jin is that his name Mm mm-hmm yeah, kind of odd that we just got a trailer. I would have, yeah. I would have expected some sort of, you know, hop into the beta in March or February, Something. whatever. Yeah, but game looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Very excited for this. Very excited to see it progress because um, I, I imagine this one's gonna be a hit. Um, we got Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC announced exclusively for PS5 coming April nineteenth. We got a lot of release dates last night. Pretty exciting stuff. This one, uh, we got to see um, Aloy going to Los Angeles, hanging out in the Hollywood sign. Speaking of friends with benefits, Justin Timberlake hung out there once. Oh, there mm-hmm. it is. Speaking mm-hmm. of, yeah, speaking of friends with benefits. I'm kind of shocked that it's next-gen only. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not shocked that Cyberpunk is next-gen only, because that, that that's kind of the big reason why everything was so shitty around its launch. So that makes sense. But the I feel like based on what a lot of people have have mentioned that horizon ran really well on old gen hardware so i am kind of surprised that if you want to continue playing as aloy in this campaign and visit these new areas you have to have a ps5 i'm pretty surprised by that yeah um and then next up man guys like you know 
the monkey paw situation every once in a while happens. And my boy, Crash motherfucking Bandicoot, came down from the rafters, and it was incredible. And then they announced Crash Team Rumble, a new 4v4 multiplayer game coming in 2023. Um, it'll task players with leading their squad to victory as they slide, smash, bump, and bash as a team to be the first fur uh, fuck. Uh, to bank the most wampa fruit in their drop-off zone while simultaneously defending the opponent team's drop zone. So it's a MOBA with Crash Bandicoot and friends. Okay. Who is this for? Not me. And like, I, you know, there's, there's something to be said about Crash and friends. Like there is an appeal to this that you can kind of make other genres of. So hopefully I'm super wrong about this and this will be a great entry point into a genre that I don't really care for maybe it takes a throne into. maybe it takes a throne from valorant next year for best esport maybe maybe um but yeah you know we talked about what i'd want from a crash uh announcement and th this is not not it, it. decidedly <laughs> not it uh we got warhammer 40k space marine 2 gameplay coming in 2023 to next gen consoles and pc um we got celeste creator's next game announcement or earthblade gets a first look trailer looking super rad 2024 <laughs> quite yeah. quite a ways out but like wow I, I read a bit about it and maddie thorson uh she obviously created celeste and now this is the new the new studio called extremely okay games and earthblade is going to be their first title and apparently there's no character growth or progression it is uh it is a metroidvania with celeste style platforming and you cannot put a combination of words together that would get me more excited than that. Like, yeah. That that sounds perfect. Apparently, it's supposed to be extremely seamless. There's not really a whole lot of world, um, like... Blockings. Yeah, in terms of, like, you know, in, in Hollow Knight, when you go to a new space, you know, it'll, like, load screen. You kind of, like, go into a new area or whatever. But apparently, this is all meant to be extremely seamless, We'll see how that works, but goddamn, I I am so excited for whatever this is going to be. I mean, come on, this looks rad. Yeah, uh, even just all awesome. the different variations of locales we're seeing in this trailer looks just so rad. Um, and 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 anytime I was playing Celeste, I was reminded of oh, I'm blanking on the Ninja game. Uh, ooh, yeah, ooh. the 16-bit to 8-bit yeah. one. Yeah, chat. Help us out. Oh my god. <laughs> Ninja game. Messenger. Messenger. Thank you, chat. Thank god you. Damn. Um, I was reminded of uh, you know, when I was playing Celeste recently and just thinking of how much fun I have with Messenger, I was like, man, how much more fun would Celeste be if there was like combat? Like if it wasn't just platforming. The game's already incredible as all hell. But if you add like a like a little slash and maybe like a, a special bit, like god damn. Maybe dude. a dodge roll. This maybe. is so exciting, dude. Oh, you got your dash. You know. hey. From shit, you know? Oh, Celeste is so good. God, Celeste is so fucking good. I, want, I think I need to replay Celeste. It's been it's been a while. It's been a while. You're just gonna be like, dude, this this soundtrack is so goaded. <laughs> uh Bayonetta Origins announced. We Reza and the Lost Demon. Uh a totally different type of game uh coming out March 17th, 2023. Again, the game awards were pretty fucking incredible. Yeah. Man. Announcements with release dates, like wow. Um, didn't see this coming at all. I think it's cool that there's a, a spinoff in that universe, the Bayonetta universe. It's a lot of fun. So I think that this is a, a cool use of that and like totally different genre, totally different style than what you'd expect from, from Bayonetta. But I'm, I'm hopeful. I hope this, this hits. Yeah. Pretty wild. I w definitely not expected um, to see 
them expanding that universe in this style. And you got to assume that Nintendo knows that they have an IP here that is really, really popular. And how do we sort of branch out and diversify? Mm-hmm. Not just being a third-person, super, super horny witch action game. Yeah. Uh, Hellblade. Uh, Hellboy is getting a stylish video game adaptation. Uh, the makers of Evil West. Web of Word. Oh. And Evil West fucking rules. And I need to go. I need to beat that game. You know, I'll probably play that instead of Crisis Course. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Evil <laughs> West is like so much fun. It has no business being as good as it is. It's like such a double A game to its core. Yeah. It's got cheesy dialogue, but man, it has like all these dope ass abilities. I was very surprised and impressed by it. This is this is one of my most hyped announcements from last yeah. night. This was wild that this was here. And it's like, we finally just got to it of the list of things that we just talked about. And we finally just talk, uh, are bringing up Hellboy. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. With Lance Reddick. Dude, yeah. Everything about it. It looks fantastic. The gameplay style looks like pretty unique and cool, right? Like, like really um, action-focused, like, close... Right behind the shoulders, camera lodges, like, bro. Very cool. Uh, How are you gonna parry, Hellboy? How are you gonna parry, brother? Figure it out, man. Uh, it's coming to PS5 for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Um, it's said to be a roguelite action adventure with an original story. Oh, get out of town. I'm in. <laughs> and next up, a game called Crime Boss Rock Hay City announced, uh, with a cast including Chuck Norris, Danny Trejo, and Vanilla Ice. Huh, huh. Takes place in nineties Florida. Questionable casting choices. Is very and very Danny Danny Glover, you know. Gloves. Yeah. yeah the and yeah, the character named Gloves. Yeah. I what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> very weird reveal. Very mm-hmm. weird way to have um, Michael Madsen come out with. Were they WWE like? wrestlers like it just I, no, I it felt so. like i feel like i've seen <laughs> them that one guy who had the irish accent yeah who didn't actually like it sounded like he was doing that irish accent and not actually like he was from ireland yeah <laughs> kyle bond says this game uh looks like it's gonna be a special type of shit and i, I think that that's that is correct yeah okay, i mean travis baker i was really last night i was like did they really just name a character travis barker <laughs> i think it's wild that whenever we see a game like this and then it cuts to the gameplay and it it looks like a Call of Duty game. Um, it just, it just feels like there's a disconnect <laughs> between yeah what they want the game to be and you know kind of like hey we have all this cast of celebrities that we can choose from because uh, the one agency kind of is offering all these celebrities to us. <laughs> it's it's a it's an odd sort of game that I expect to be fun in a really shitty way. And I'm hopeful for that because I feel like it's not so much the agency. This feels targeted. This feels like they're like, I want him and I want her and I want him. And we're going to put it together. And we're going like, to make a game that Nick Scarpino is going to love. There's you know? vision to this that is a little weird, but you're right. Does that vision add up to that that gameplay? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, when it <laughs> when it cuts to like a, an AK that like switches to scoped ads is like what game like you're, what? what you're telling me about it doesn't look like what you're showing me here you know uh we got the lords of the fallen uh the first gameplay there for this sick as hell looks very good. uh we got last of us part one pc release date set for march 3rd which is really exciting Returnal um, on pc baby. and Ret- returnal announced for for pc in early 2023 as well love seeing the playstation studio games yes. make their way over to pc very cool very awesome um 
let's see, Baldur's Gate 3 release window announced um, August 2023. There's a Forspoken demo now available on PSN. I'm excited to play that this weekend. Um, and then, yeah, Transformers Reactivate is an online action game developed by Splash Damage. Um, you can fully immerse themself, yourself in, a, in the universe like never before. I, I, I went to the bathroom, so I came in like, as the, the trailer was like started already. But even watching it, I can't name a bigger Transformers fan than me. And I did not know it was Transformers until it was said it's Transformers. So a little weird. Splash Damage has also worked on Gears Tactics, Halo Master Chief Collection, Gears 5. It seems like they've always kind of been this support studio yeah. uh, in the way that we've seen um, a lot of big developers reach out to smaller studios to help with art or level design or whatever. Um, <clears throat> they also worked on Gears of War 4, Brink. <laughs> oh, shit. Brink is in their catalog, <laughs> Batman Arkham Origins. So it seems like maybe they finally were given a shot to uh, hey, head, sort of headline your own big game with a big IP. I, uh, it was, there was nothing funnier last night than walking in here and Tim going, I just missed a Transformers game. <laughs> like, what the? Like, what? What just happened? How? It's hmm. like, like, all right, I guess. It's a yellow robot. Bumblebee. Fan, I guess. It's Bumblebee. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Motherfuckers in the chat call me out, be like, oh, like, how did you not know? It's like, there's this, this fucking, like, monster beast thing running at them. Like, the fuck is going on here? Look at that. That, that ain't no Transformers. Nah, that doesn't yeah, that looks like anything, gen like, generic. Generic sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope it's good. Again, this is another Crash Bandicoot type thing for me where I'm like, oh, shit, it's the IP that I love. Oh, it's the genre that I do not care about at all. Yeah. Uh, Banishers, Ghost of New Eden uh, from Don't Nod. This was another, like surprising one where uh don't nod we know them from life is strange seeing a game that does not look like life is strange at all and that's always great for developers to kind of branch out and do something different do something different especially yeah. after we've seen so much life is strange yeah um single player magic first person shooter immortals of avium revealed single player magic shooter takes place in an original world this title's an ea original um, I think or, that looked pretty sick, if I recall. It looked pretty or maybe sick. Banishers, I forget which game it was. This, this was the one worked on by Dead Space, Halo, and Bioshock. This was the creators. one where we joked about that it looked like um, uh, Avowed. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. That's right. Because the Banishers game looked pretty damn cool last night as well. That was that third-person game that we saw like a millisecond of gameplay that they showed at the very, very end. Um, yeah, there's a lot of titles like this that are kind of tough to pick apart and say what's different between a lot of them. Yeah. But I think that's okay once these games finally come out and have, like, different release dates. It's easy, yeah. to, it's easy to be like, hey, uh, Jeff Keighley, that one award show or that one presentation had five space horror shooter mm -hmm. games or whatever. Um, but once you sort of get them all separated, then you kind of, like, they, they have their own personalities and their own quirks about them, so... Um, excited to see what the, I guess, what the verdict is on a lot of these titles later on. The ones that look kind of generic and hard to decipher which is which. Yeah. Excited to see how they actually are. Gearbox announces Remnant 2 for 2023 yeah. on next-gen consoles. I need to be Remnant 1. That was a, me, Nick, and Mike streamed that, and it was a lot of fun, and I want to get back to it and beat it. Uh, Blue Protocol will be released in North America, courtesy of Amazon Games. Um, Blue Protocol is an anime-inspired anime MMORPG that is described as an anime come to life that features five classes, 
Blade Warden, Twin Striker, Keen Strider, Spellweaver, and Foe Breaker. That's the one that I said we need to clip out my audio of saying... Uh, Blessing hide the boner. Blessing hide your boner. Mm-hmm. And then I see his tweets be like, Blue Protocol looking really good. <laughs> it was just perfect. <laughs> um, a surreal platformer called After Us was announced at the Game Awards. This was from Piccolo Studio. Dude, this one looked sick I as was hell. into this, man. Yeah. This is a Tim-ass game. Looked very much like Flower and Journey, like that game company type game. Yeah. Um, with a little bit more of like an anime-inspired twist. I'm like, okay. Okay. Really dope visuals. Very imaginative. I yeah. This is another one of those early titles that is easy to forget about, but mm-hmm. at the time we were all watching it, just going like, "God damn, this looks like a pretty cool game." Really cool. Love the visual style of this. Great uh, art direction. The, we get to see the big Portello. Oh that, yeah. That, that, that came through. Um, look at that little Sonic inspired gameplay. Love that. Love a good grind. Tim, you should, you should you should play. Uh, what's that other game by Heart Machine? The one that came out that was like, I was like, oh, am I going to like this? It's not Hyper Light Drifter. I did play it. Oh, you played it? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was like a PS5. Solar Ash. Yeah, Solar Ash. Yeah, okay. I did play that one, yeah. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Then we got Replaced got a new trailer. Oh, shit, oh, shit dude. This game. This fucking game. Another one of those that I'm worried about. Oh, yeah. Because I'm getting the same vibes that we had. Check to Yomi. With like, well, we'll check to Yomi as well, but even a game like cyberpunk where i'm constantly asking how is this real and how, how is, is this, this going to be applied yeah. in actual game design and and you know how am i going to be interacting with this world because a lot of the stuff we see looks dope as hell it looks cool as a short video or an animated mm-hmm. short that you would watch but uh, the, seeing like these animations look so um they, they look so detailed the camera work and, is just yeah it's unrivaled and it's like i just can't fathom playing this yeah i just don't know how it's going to be applied to like i can't see myself controlling this dude with how cinematic everything looks in this game you know oh, it reminds me cool. a little bit of uh somerville as well andy yeah i could you see know? that and that was a pain in the ass to control yeah mm. i just watched this all day um vampire survivors now available on mobile fun fun announcement yep um dead cells return to castlevania dlc arriving next year um the dlc will add new enemies 14 weapons two new biomes a new storyline three bosses and 20 outfits and over 50 original and reimagined castlevania musical tracks whoa damn i didn't know it was that detailed damn dude that was a fun surprise announcement it was uh one of the the first announcement it was like the the pre-show announcement but that pre-show was a banger man They, they brought a lot of really really cool stuff this was awesome it looked cool the animation was super rad and i just love that we're getting castlevania anything at this point um i i gotta be honest with you i saw this i was like all right this means konami's playing nice and the jeff's playing nice maybe we're getting that blue point metal next year (laughs) it didn't happen though um we got a release date trailer for a game called colossal cave um wild hearts we got some more of that modern warfare 2 stuff was shown there was a trailer for fire fire emblem engage that like I, i keep saying there's something about this game that just doesn't isn't hitting me right right and i think i saw someone tweeting about this as well that it's really weird that their trailer focused on dlc for the game right the paid dlc it's like what like that's people aren't excited for this game yet like behemoth looked sick and then i found out it was a vr game and i got kind of bummed out mm, yeah yeah, it was that one big colossus shadow colossus first person sort of game 
Then we got a Dune Awakening in engine trailer. Uh, Lightfall for Destiny 2 gameplay trailer there. Uh, Among Us Hide and Seek new mode being added. Which, like, I got to get tips of the hat for the predictions there. Uh, for the for the crossover with Glass Onion. Uh-huh. I got to get a tip of the hat. Yeah. Because Blessing's prediction the, on the games cast. Which he stole from me. Which he stole from Barrett. was like, I think since, uh, this is what Barrett was saying, since, uh, you know, we got Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson at the Game Awards, I think we're going to get... And I interrupted him. I was like, oh, you think we're going to get like an Among Us tie-in? And he was like, oh, no, I was thinking a Hitman tie-in. Oh, yeah. And it ended yeah. up being an Among Us tie-in. Fuck. Yeah. Tip of yeah, the hat yeah, for yeah. me, dude. Yeah, tip of the hat Five points you. for me. Tip the hat. Five points. Half of the door. tip of the hat to me, yeah. too, you know. Yeah. You get half a, a Hitman 3 crossover would have been really cool. I know? do got to say, though, a little weird that uh, Daniel Craig wasn't there. It's like, did he get a, I think he got his little, like, Twitter picture, right? I yeah, don't like that. I don't like that. He got to show up. You got to present Daniel your thing. Craig. Yeah. Pacino showed up. Pacino. Pacino should, fucking Pacino, Pacino should have been asleep like six Keegan hours Michael before that. He was there. Halsey you know? was there. Yeah. Hosier was there. Oh, my God. So Jeff Keighley himself was there. Horizon Call of the Mountain also had a gameplay trailer uh, that we saw. And that's the Game Awards, y'all. Oh, we also got a new Atomic Heart trailer, too. We did. Dope as hell. Really cool. Can't Man. wait for that game. What a great show. Going through this again, it just makes me even higher on it already than I was. Like, I thought that it was a, a very, very special night last night. And I can't wait to see what Jeff does in the future. I hope that we can keep up this uh, momentum. Yeah, especially with, especially knowing that there are so many big titles out there that weren't shown. Mm-hmm. Very, very exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, we went real long today, so I'm just going to wrap it up. Out today, we got Choo Choo Charles on PC and Dragon Quest treasures on switch i actually think that right after the stream mike and nick are going to be playing choo choo charles i uh, think we they might also be playing Forspoken. I, th- I think mike was downloading Forspoken for nick as well nick scarpino might be playing Forspoken. so if anybody needs that that's super critical that uh, they need to know is this game good or not you should check out youtube.com slash kind of funny games or twitch.tv slash kind of funny games a guy from a guy who uh started spider-man and God of War, and was like, eh, not for me. Okay. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So let's let's check that out. A guy out. who only wants to be existing in Warzone. <laughs> Got to get in the zone, everybody. Uh, next week is our last week of content this year here at Kind of Funny. So you will be getting five more games dailies, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. You know where to find us, YouTube and Twitch. It's going to be a great time. We'll have the return of Bless and Greg. I'm sure they're going to have a ton of fun stories about the Game Awards themselves being there. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.